Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1116 of our trek, and it is time for Worldview Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God and His Word. On our Worldview Wednesday episodes, we are in a series in which we are covering another detailed review of a book from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. We are taking a deep dive and will share Dr. Heiser's insights into the question, which is also the title of his book, What Does God Want? And today's section will be The Rebellious Human Family. Last week we learned that Dr. Heiser made the point that God equipped people to image him on earth. He did that by sharing his attributes, his qualities, and his abilities with them. As wonderful as that was, and still is, it is what causes things to get interesting and scary. One of God's qualities is freedom, what we often call free will. If you have ever wondered why there is evil in the world, here is the Bible's answer. There were three significant rebellions found in the Bible that changed the course of heaven and earth. This week we will look at the first of those rebellions. When God made the decision to share his attributes with his children, he knew what that meant. God knows everything, so he clearly understood what would happen. God had made the same decision earlier with his heavenly family, which he created, and whom we think of as angels. They have abilities like intelligence and freedom, too. They got those gifts from their creator, which is also our creator. Sooner or later, God knew that these gifts would either be misused or abused. He knew full well that, Though his children in the spiritual world and on earth were like him, they were not him. They were less than him. They were imperfect, whereas he is perfect. At some point, one or more of his children would either make a horrible mistake or act in thoughtless self-interest, rebelling against something God wanted to be done or not to be done. That's precisely what happened in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve rebelled. They violated God's command not to eat from one of the trees of the garden. They sinned and lost their eternal life in God's presence. Every human born thereafter was born outside of Eden, estranged from God. The Apostle Paul summed it up well in Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. This tragedy in the Garden of Eden was brought on by an even earlier rebellion. We do not know at what point in eternity past that this earlier rebellion occurred, or whether it was because of jealousy from God creating a human family. One of God's supernatural children decided to dishonor God's decision to have a human family by tempting Eve, hoping that God would destroy her and Adam. He came to Eve in the form of a serpent, as we read in Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. The Bible refers to the serpent as Satan and the devil in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. He did succeed in getting Eve to sin, but failed when it came to getting rid of humanity permanently. There are some deep truths here, the first of which answers the question everyone asks at some point in their life, 
Why is there evil in the world? Evil exists in the world because God decided he wanted to create beings like himself. I don't mean that God has an evil side. Rather, I mean that God rejected the idea of creating humans as robots or pre-programmed computers made of flesh. This last point is important. Our likeness to him had to be authentic. Without genuine freedom to make decisions, we simply would not be like God. God is no robot, and we were made to be like him. Without genuine free will, we cannot authentically love God or obey God. If decisions are pre-programmed, they aren't really decisions. For decisions like love and obedience to be authentic, they must be made against a truly possible alternative. The result of all this is that evil exists because people abuse God's wonderful gift of freedom and use it for self-gratification, revenge, and a mirage of autonomy. This abuse began in Eden, but it didn't stop there. But God was not taken by surprise. He did not create evil, but he anticipated evil. He foresaw what would happen, and based on that foreknowledge, he planned accordingly. God did not destroy his human children for their rebellion. Instead, he would forgive and redeem them. The Bible makes it clear that God saw what was coming and had a plan for forgiveness and salvation in place before the rebellion even happened, from the foundation of the world to be precise. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 tells us, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Also check out the passages in Hebrew chapter 9 verse 27 through chapter 10 verse 7 and 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 20. The plan of salvation would ultimately require God becoming a man. We'll get into this part of the story in subsequent weeks. But long before this climatic event, there was a price to be paid for what happened in Eden. God banished Adam and Eve and therefore their descendants from his presence. Eden, the earthly dwelling place of God, was no more. Instead of eternal life with God their father in Eden, humanity would now look forward to death as we are told in Romans chapter 5 verse 12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam sinned brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. That's what separation from the source of life, which is God, ultimately cost. In effect, God kicked his children out of the house. But that was a better outcome than what the serpent had hoped for, which was complete human destruction. God wasn't giving up on his plan to have a human family, but rebellion had a cost. God also punished Satan. Having brought death to God's human world, he became Lord of the realm of the dead, what would later become known as hell. God had no backup plan. You might wonder, at this point, why God just didn't scrap the whole plan to have a human family. After all, God allowed free will, knowing that it would lead to sin and thousands of years of human misery in the form of violence, neglect, selfishness, and a host of other awful things humans are capable of inflicting on each other. Perhaps your own suffering, or the suffering you see all around you, might make you wish that God has just destroyed everything. Believe it or not, God understands that feeling. He sees the evils you see, and infinitely more. None of it is the way He wanted things. But you say, He is God, can He just overrule it all? It's not quite that simple. Think about it. God can only eliminate evil in our world if he eliminates the ones who do evil. In other words, God can only end evil if he wipes out all of us. Everyone sins, as we're told in Romans chapter 3 verses 10 through 12, 
And like the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for everyone has sin. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. So sure, God could do that, but he doesn't. He loved humanity too much for that to be an option. It all boils down to an amazing truth. While God knew what making us like him would lead to, the result was preferable to not having a human family at all. God sees the sin and misery in our world and knows its cause. It does hurt him. God is so consumed by his love for his human children that he will not turn away from his original ambition. There is no plan B. There is only plan A. Despite foreseeing the rebellion that would come in Eden and all the failures and sin that would follow, including our own, God still longs for his human family. What happened in Eden, though, was only the beginning of the story. God had kicked out Adam and Eve out of his house. As we are told in Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 through 24, he did curse the serpent, as we're told in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, and he cast the serpent away from his presence, as we're told in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15, and Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 16. The message was forceful and simple. Rebellion would be punished. You'd think everyone would get the message, but not so. We'll see next week that even after his human rebellion, that things got even worse. That will conclude our lesson this week from Dr. Heiser's book, What Does God Want? Next Worldview Wednesday, we will discover that God still wanted both a human family and a supernatural family, even after they both crossed over the threshold of a more radical rebellion. I believe that you'll find each Worldview Wednesday an interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer that will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,115 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that East Day's Trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. As we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, Learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.